Hello and welcome to Scopy Radio. My name is Daniel Johansson. And I'm Maureen Smith. And today we are joined by Tony Rossi. Hello. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Of course. Yeah. It's been, I, so this is, I'm, this is Daniel's weather segment. The, <laughs> where you get the weather of two yeah, days ago in the car yeah um, we have some music for that part may, we should there are we have a couple fake theme songs that we will never make music to but that i will always <laughs> shittily sing perfect yeah. perfect it, so i've been like running and playing tennis more lately and i tried to fit some in today but then it rained right away we were talking about this yeah when, and um i just am so shocked with how quickly and how it, it rains and then stops raining in chicago i so i was at work until two o'clock and it rained at 153 and i rode my bike to work and oh. i was like you speak in my language oh yeah i i looked out the i was like ringing someone up and i was I, all of a sudden i hear the rain and i was like oh no she's yeah. like oh but you're inside and i'm like i bike home in seven minutes <laughs> she's yeah. like oh no but <laughs> by the time i left at like 203 it had stopped i was yeah. gonna say i biked over here at what like 230 yeah. yeah perfectly fine yeah no it just it was it was torrential and then it and was it's, nothing <laughs> it's nice out like it's not not it's it's like bright and sunny out. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, th- we have a running bit that this is, I always end up talking about the weather cause I've been, I very, for like a year or two, I, cause I've been working at home, like doing digital media stuff for a while. And so I did not spend a lot of time outside for a good year there. And so I think the last couple months I have been. And so I keep talking about the weather cause I'm like this outside thing. It's great. <laughs> like, especially when you live in Chicago. Yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, well, because in the winter, it's so easy to just kind of, like, crawl into a ball and die in the winter. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's just like, wow, you know, sometimes it rains. Isn't that wild, everybody? Like, yeah, "Yeah, dude. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so we're so glad to have you here. Um, Thank you. We saw you perform recently with um, Nothing Without a Company at Not One Batu. That was really rad. Um, But then, yeah, yeah. we got in touch about having you, or you reached out to us, I think. I did, yeah. Um, about talking about your work in Chicago. So would you mind introducing our audience to that? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, as you know, I'm an actor. And then as of just this year, I'm starting to develop more of a coaching business. We were kind of talking before about how I'm not a huge fan of the term life coach, just because it does kind of have a weird connotation. Some people like it, some people don't. But I do want to start helping others specifically in the area of getting out of our own way, of dealing with the inevitable bullshit that life throws at us, and Mm. especially for artists, embracing where we are in our lives, in our careers, regardless of what we don't have. I think it's very easy to go down the rabbit hole of negative emotions and focus on what we don't have in our resume and we'll be happy someday when we book this and we sign with that. But I really believe it starts with embracing where we are right now and being happy now. Not every day, but appreciating where we are now, regardless of what we haven't achieved yet. Yeah, I so I really that resonates with me a lot, especially doing this kind of work in Chicago and doing this kind of work in the age that we live in. Like the world is just constantly overwhelming. Yeah. And to, you know, a Chicago is an interesting place where there are so many people that are doing their art but like it's not their main source of income. Yeah. And that to have to like the idea of the idea of like 
doing and understanding like how that man like life career management thing um is a it's it seems both explored and unexplored yeah yeah in a weird way i don't know why that is but um i think actually the first thing i want to kind of like uh i'm curious that about that for from your perspective specifically Uh doing this kind of work in chicago yeah yeah um i mean it's funny i kind of stumbled into moving to chicago a professor recommended it one day in class and i'm like oh well i've always lived in massachusetts and i've always kind of wanted to get out and branch out one visit here in the summertime and you fall in love with the place yeah absolutely um (laughs) and so and so that was very much the case with me what i love about chicago is i mean number one it is such a great place to pursue your art in a place where it is sustainable to live on your art whether or not that's your full-time income like we can like i live by myself right now in a studio apartment and my part-time jobs pay the bills now sometimes they don't pay the bills as much as i'd like them to pay Mm -hmm. but i'm getting by if i were living in new york or another city even on the east coast in boston i wouldn't be able to do that living right in the city so i think it is wonderful that we do live in a city that is so rich with opportunities but really in comparison to other markets is really much more affordable to live in. Yeah. Well, and I, I think that there's so much more of, you know, we talk about this a lot, the idea of, like, the coastal cities, like, like because Chicago is very much the third city. Like, it's so many people Second are like... Second city. Well, L.A. or New York. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I think I'm there's finding... Like a, there's, the, like, a whole school. There's, like, a whole culture around Second City. Yeah, but... You know, I'm rephrasing it. Second city. No, I, 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 for me, Chicago's the first city. Like, I think that, well, and I, the reason, my reasoning for that is like, you know, I think that so much of art making in coastal cities is this idea that, oh, you'll just have your big break. Mm-hmm. Here it's like, you will put in the work and like, we'll get recognized for it eventually. But like, there is no big break. It, your yeah. big break is is that you've met everybody that's making dope art here. Yeah, and I think another thing I want to say that I love about Chicago, being an actor, is the storefront theater scene. I mean, right now, I feel like I'm just like preaching to the choir. They're like, yeah, and your point. But the storefront theater scene is so rich with high-quality theater in these tiny little spaces. And a lot of the artists I meet here aren't going trying to be famous. And the ones who are a lot of the times move out to other markets yeah. and I do appreciate being around other artists who don't have the goal of being famous. Cause that is something that I think just we get so easily caught up in. Well, and I think that like, I don't think that fame and being skilled are intrinsically linked. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think that, yeah. I think that that's a, there's a, a common misconception that like, if you are good at what you do, you must be the most famous person doing it. And I think that Chicago is very aware of that somehow that yeah. like, it's not, it's a, sometimes it's about building up your skill sets. Yeah. And, and that to me is like, I have spent more time like listening to people making music here locally. Mm-hmm. I've had a chance to see a lot of local theater. I've, I, you know, I came up, producing opera here and and singing in opera here and um seeing the things that are being made organically here is is really powerful because it's a bunch of people that really know what they're doing and are trying to build what they actually want to make because they can afford to do that yeah and i think uh something that you just touched on is there's a book i haven't read it yet but i think it's called 1000 true fans and it talks about the concept of being 
quote unquote famous within a group of people but not the whole world but they're your people you know we're in a society talk about like not being your happiest self we're always comparing ourselves to other people on social media and Mm -hmm. we want like a million followers and we want a million likes but how many of those people actually are your people how many of them actually really dig your content and what you do you know there's a do you know the musical title of show oh i've heard of it but i haven't seen it so there's a um it it basically chronicles the the writing and production of a of a musical being submitted to the new york musical theater festival okay um and one of the songs that they sing one of the lyrics that like really sticks with you is i'd rather be nine people's favorite things than 900 people's ninth favorite thing yeah and it's like yeah that's genuinely how i feel (laughs) like Mm -hmm. i'd rather have like nine people ride or die yeah let's do this than like 900 people who like peripherally give a shit Mm -hmm. (laughs) so true so true i also think it's cool when we start to embrace that we stop trying to please everyone all these people were especially artists we like we put our content out there and someone writes us a negative review there's so many people who aren't our people and the person who doesn't like your show you probably didn't produce it for them so Mm -hmm. yes we want them to write a good thing so more people come to see it but if they're just being naive and they just don't get it they're not your people and we don't have to waste so much time pleasing them I you are speaking my language right now I mean like so much of kind of what you know, because especially when you look at, and I, I don't want to get into a whole criticism thing. Like, mm-hmm. like I want to at some point transition out of this, but I'm gonna talk about it for a second, which Go is just that, it. like, so much of the people that are that are writing reviews right now, mm-hmm. I, I see it. I feel like I see it a lot in um, in classical music. The people that are writing Chicago reviews um, are people that have at like that get that that more often than not will write a poor review measuring it to some standard that isn't fair to the market and it's just like your audience like the like for me when i see you know mainstream or non-mainstream audience like like uh institutions not recognizing like well looking at like the trib you know i or looking at so many of the um the scandals that have been going around th- around theater criticism right now like mm-hmm. so much of that has to do with like not like a the audience at large not feeling like they're represented in their theater critics yeah like like if uh, chicago is a very diverse city and and we prioritize and want to see diverse work yes. and so the idea of having like racist criticism is so tone deaf and like it's that to me is exactly what you're saying like that's not our people and but it's hard because we want to see our people do well and so we want to find the we want to like believe that the institutions are going to invest in our people but yeah maybe they maybe they won't (laughs) i I think you bring up a really good point and maybe we can talk about this later too but the whole idea of like having a positive mindset and being a happier person there are going to be those challenges and there are things that we should talk about and acknowledge and you talk about like diversity like that's something we should talk about and there's a difference between someone not liking your work and saying something racist there are some conversations that we should be having and others that just aren't worth our time and energy if it's just someone being really dumb and naive we're giving all our attention to them. Yeah. 
and and we're neglecting all the people who probably love our work and i i really appreciate that because i know a, a big thing for you is positivity and I, mm-hmm. I appreciate that thinking of like it's not that the world is is 100 percent positive right it's about prioritizing where you where you put your energy like yeah. that to yeah. me is a really powerful way of thinking about all of it i'm interested how you chose to get started in this in this realm yeah yeah um it's funny, people who I've met in the past couple of years see my social media content. And over the past few years, I've been very intentional about the content I post and being very aware of when I'm being emotional and too caught up in my emotions and being like, right now is not the time to post that thought. Let's wait till I come back to a more grounded level. But I think people who have just met me more recently just see this, oh, this positive guy. But about five years ago, I was waiting tables. I was hating my life. And I just thought there was no way out. I thought, well, this is what you have to do to to be an ar- artist. You have to hate your life for a while. And while I think there is something about paying your dues and, you know, going through the shitstorm, I don't think we have to hate every part of it. I think we can learn to see certain things differently. And for me, I just hit this. It was the end of 2013, right around New Year's. And... I was waiting tables, getting called in every day. I didn't have the confidence in myself. I didn't have a lot of confidence growing up. It's still a work in progress for me now. And I didn't have the confidence to tell my boss no when they were saying, hey, we need extra people. Come in on your day off. I was like, no, this is what I have to do. And it was right around that time where I met uh, life coach Courtney Rue Hubbard, who runs The Whole Artist. Uh, You can check her out at thewholeartist.com. She's also a recurring paramedic on Chicago Med. So you can see her on Chicago Med wheeling in people with missing limbs and things like that and so Courtney was just starting her life coaching business and I was following all of her free content because every time I read one of her pieces one of her blogs or downloading her free audio that you got when you signed up for her blog I just felt so much better and it felt like this weight had been lifted off my shoulder so I'm shouting out her messages to the rooftops but when I got a free phone call with her and she was like offering me an opportunity to work with her I was like Courtney Courtney I don't really need this stuff. I'm a very happy person. Meanwhile, I'm miserable from my day job. And I I just didn't know any better. I just thought, no, this isn't something you pay for. Why would you pay someone for this? But at the same time, I felt so much better after that free call. I don't even know what we talked about other than how much I hated my job. But I just felt a lot better. And so, long story short, she introduced me to the world of nonfiction books, um, one label for them which i think is such an unsexy title is self-help books Mm -hmm. and i eventually not right away but eventually found myself in a routine of reading more nonfiction self-help books and then over time i just found myself not as stressed out as i used to be and again it wasn't perfect but i was feeling so much better and i was seeing things in such a more empowering way and now i can't not talk about these things because Hey, it's not something we're taught in school. It's not something that we're like we're we're taught about our physical health. We're not talk we don't talk much about our mental health. And that's something that I want to fix. So that's kind of how I got started. That's to me hugely important. Like because we are, you know, both Daniel and I went to art school, you know, mm-hmm. you know, we studied music and you know, I'm sure that at some point in I, you know, at some point in my music education, we we had to go to like some sort of like dance or like body fitness class. Uh-huh. Did you have to do anything like that? 
You're mm-hmm. you're nodding. Great. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Podca- <laughs> podcast gold. Podcast gold. Um, but um, I, <laughs> but like, yeah, mental health is not discussed, which is Mm-mm. which is criminal because mental health plagues artists. I 100% agree. The the very first post I ever wrote, I I write contributing articles to backstage.com. The very first article I ever wrote was how there was a time where I was at a I was, I was at a, a charity thing that my roommate's girlfriend was volunteering with, so we all went. And it came time for the what do you do question. I took a step back and made my friends go first because I was so embarrassed to say, I wait tables. I didn't even know I could say I was an actor because I wasn't, I don't even know if I was in a show at the time. But yeah, I think we do think that we have to wait till we've achieved XYZ to feel like we're enough and to be happy. And, you know, we talk about the term mental health. It almost implies, because we don't talk about it enough in my opinion it almost implies that you have depression or that you have like some sort of thing that is diagnosed i don't think you need to have anything and if you do okay that's fine too but i don't think you have to be labeled or diagnosed with anything to focus on mental health i agree i completely agree and i mean obviously like the um you know as a person who uh i probably have some degree of depression anxiety i've never been diagnosed Mm -hmm. but like i've not for lack of I should have I should probably be <laughs> um, I, I, I the what I think you're speaking to is something that um, the world that we live in is increasing increasingly overwhelming and it's it's not going to stop being that way mm-hmm. and there there's levels to this thing yeah there's just like so much levels to you know like making sure that you know so the thing that i've been kind of like leaning into is the idea that self-care isn't just like candles that smell good although i love me a good smelling candle oh who doesn't like like in the bouts (laughs) of depression like sometimes you don't feel like fucking showering or like you know the the quote that i always think of is like it's not fun to wipe your ass you know but you have to do it Like, (laughs) like the like i think that um so much of of uh of this conversation has been taken to the extremes. And I think that the extremes are like super important, but, but yeah, I mean this, it's all, if you need to see a mental health practitioner and like a therapist, that's super important. But I also think that just like taking care of yourself in a way that's manageable for your own mental health, like is important to anyone. I totally agree. You know, I mentioned Courtney Rue, and now five years later, I still work with her. I'm actually going to see her right after this. Cool. That's oh, really cool. funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, she runs a coaching program called My Big Year, and that was the first thing I signed up for that I was uh, mentioning before. And now it's actually a year-long thing. And you can pay in, in like, increments and just do part of the year. But... Um, well, tell us a bit about um, about your podcast. Yeah, so I just I just started my own podcast uh, a couple months ago called uh, the Tony Rossi Show. It's a very uh, creative name. <laughs> um, yeah, you've got a good name for that. Though. Yeah, like, well, thank you, yeah. thank you. Um, and yeah, I just talk about different ways where we get in our own way. And actually, I think this is the point I was just uh, gonna mention before. Awesome. Um, yeah. Sometimes so it just takes up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, you know, even though we're in an ongoing like now I, I have this daily routine of self-care. I'm very intentional about it. Always listening to self-help books and podcasts all the time. Audio has made it so easy to do oh, that. Yeah. And 
with um, Courtney's program, I'm in it right now. And she has all these wonderful online modules. And every year I sign up, I always stop after January. I'm like, oh, this is too much work. I don't want to do the modules. But just a couple months ago, I was going through my own challenges where I learned I have asthma. And that was really affecting affecting my workout routine. Now, all of a sudden, I can't do my workout routine. Now, all of a sudden, I'm uncomfortable in my body. And at the same time, I had like financial hit after financial hit happened. Like I mentioned to you guys earlier, I spilled something on my laptop. Uh, then all these new medications are costing money. All of right. this is coming at once. And I just found myself, even having this self-care routine, I found myself really stressed out and frustrated and getting pissed off at the littlest thing. And so what I started doing was I said, okay, I've paid for this program. Let's pick it back up. And something Courtney talks about in the videos is putting a positive meaning on things that are happening. And that's not easy to do for everything. But it, like, or, or another exercise she says is like my limitations or we, we talk about our challenges and then what the truth is about those. Like, oh, I'm, uh, I'm too poor. Well, the truth is, I'm furthering my acting career right now. And by working these jobs, I'm actually doing myself a service. So it's just little things like that and having that self-care routine. Um, sorry, I kind of went away from your question about the podcast. But um, yeah, it talks about the different themes like that. Um, I share my own stories. We just started a, a, I always say we, but there's there's no one else on the Tony Rossi show. Um, unless <laughs> we have a guest. It's, that's fair. That's uh, the podcaster's we. I think, yeah, the podcaster's that... we. I, uh, I started a segment called uh, hashtag not perfect. And that's a hashtag that I love because on social media, we tend to share our highlight reel. Um, but I, I have a segment on the show called Not Perfect where I just I share, you know, that stupid, embarrassing shit you do. And then you look around, you're like, oh, thank God no one saw it. Yeah. I talk about that. <laughs> and it's like embarrassing. It's not like to the point where you make somebody else uncomfortable, but you share like share stupid shit that you do yeah. and encourage everybody else to share their own not perfect stuff. Do you have a not perfect story, Daniel? I've got I've got one. You should on go if you've got one. Yeah, you should go first. So um, for uh, so for f three years, five, mm -hmm. three years for three years after I graduated from college, I lived with my mom because I wanted to pay off my student loans. Mm -hmm. And so I moved home and for a little while we had. That her house had a bat infestation. Oh God! And me and my That's mom. Terrifying. It was terrible. Uh, and me and my mom were both like very on edge during that time, and like anything in our peripheral, like in our heads, we were just like, "It's a bat." Yeah. So, I was in the kitchen, and it was like 10 a.m. or something, and I was like making myself breakfast, and I had my hair in a ponytail, and my ponytail flipped in my peripheral vision <laughs> and i literally hit the floor i like hit the floor like yeah like flat on my stomach just like covering my and i was and then i like saw my ponytail again and i was like well there's my bat <laughs> <laughs> so that's my hashtag not perfect story you know what's great about that is even if we haven't had a bat infestation in our house all of us can relate to oh, a degree, absolutely. something like that, where we're like, oh, what was that thing? Oh, it was like, uh, it was my sunglasses, you yeah. know, like it's, yeah. Well, no, and I, I very vividly remember standing up being like, thank God I was alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, well, I, 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 re I appreciate that because like, I think that exactly what you're saying 
positivity message because someone recently listened to the podcast and they were like you're so positive and i'm like what (laughs) what do you mean like i like i feel like we cover such bummer shit but i think that like i think that there's a difference between only focusing and acknowledging the positive and being like this is the world we live in this is the way that things are going right now but also like i deserve to be here you know like yeah And I I think another thing to your point about what's going on in the world, you know, it's very easy to not be positive or not want to implement self-care and spend all of our time looking on CNN. Yeah. Right. I would argue if we don't take care of ourselves, we can't make the world a better place. It's why they say when you go on an airplane, hey, if you want to help somebody else, you got to put on your own oxygen mask first. Right. So if you care about changing the world, again, this is my point of view. I argue don't spend as much time. Don't completely cut it out because I don't think that's a good idea either. But don't spend as much time watching the news, which gets our attention from negativity, not necessarily the information that we need mm-hmm. so that we can do the work that we want to do to make the world a better place. And when you do, when you take time for yourself in that way, the work that you end up doing outside of that ends up being more impactful because you, you're coming at it with, with better energy. Like I yeah. entirely like believe in Live like in that way because and and that's like to your point of before like where you know um i'm not saying this is like oh i'm fine because i'm not like you know like i like i have bouts of depression still like my not perfect story is that like i was suicidal at one point in my life and like Mm. like feel depressed all the time but like like that's not to say that the when you're when you're implementing self-care practices whatever they happen to be or or whatever you know i'm mm-hmm. not saying that that my way of thinking about these things is the way to think about these things but my point being is that like like implementing the ways to let you're taking care of yourself is when you can do the most meaningful work outside of yourself yeah yeah your not perfect story made my not perfect story really seem really stupid <laughs> i'm really sorry i didn't mean to do on, that on the podcast we do more of the, the the bad stuff but i mean at the same time like i think it's imp- no, that's not my mom not my not perfect story <laughs> it, it may, it, maybe it makes me not perfect but like my not perfect story is like i don't know i peed my pants in sixth grade one time oh there you go there you go <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to do that to you. I just specifically, I like... It oh, hey, I'm just throwing this not perfect thing out there. It's like, I don't know the rules of this game. Yeah, I haven't yeah. even listened to your podcast. I don't know what it does. You know? Yeah. Um, I know that one thing I also I wanted to kind of expand on is mm-hmm. something that I've mentioned before we started recording, something that you mentioned now, too, since we've been recording, um, which is this idea of like what life coaching, that what that has meant culturally, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think that there's like a like a negative and positive baggage. You know, like I mentioned that um, I know people that uh, that get a lot out of it. I know people that have had negative experiences, predatory experiences, things like that. I'm wondering if you could um, if you could kind of speak to that, and if there is any kind of guidelines that you've that you've taken to your work to make sure that the work that you're doing is meaningful. Yeah, I think that's a really good point because especially in an age where it seems like we're always being sold to. That it can seem like people don't have your intentions at heart. So to anybody who is considering hiring anyone, whether it's a therapist, whether it's a life coach, whether it's an acting coach, if you're hiring anyone to be your best self, 
they have to have your best intentions in mind. Yes, they want to be making money so they can eat, but if they're trying to be a billionaire from it, that might not be the best way. Now, you might see some of these really like famous and popular uh, motivational speakers. We were talking about Gary Vee before we started recording. There's Tony Robbins. There's other guys out there. Like, yes, they might have higher rates because people perceive them as very valuable, but make sure that the person you're working with has your best intentions. I would argue that, actually, I won't won't use that word. I don't like that word. I would say that a good life coach cares about you and is going to add a lot of value to you before you pay them, whether that means they have a podcast or an email blast or something with positive content. Yes, they might try to throw a pitch in there every now and then, but if you say no to them and they're like, I just want to listen to your podcast, they should be totally cool with that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, obviously, maybe it's frustrating for them because they're trying to make money from it. But you know what? If you're just starting out as a life coach, I would hope that you have some money and some other way to pay your bills other than hoping that these people are going to just throw their checkbooks at you. I am really glad that you worded it this way. One of the things that I've, you know, I mean, we're pretty politically left and care a lot about poor and and low-income folks um Mm -hmm. it's it's kind of one of the things that we try to prioritize but i also um you know i i resonate and like understand the idea of being a small business owner or being a a person that has to you know we were talking before the show that like the one of my sources of income right now besides like whatever the fuck i'm doing is i've been buying and selling things buying things at garage sales and selling them on ebay and like that's like that's that same i like we live in a world where um you know, I, I think a lot of like for a couple months, I was not a couple. I did it for like six months. I was doing telemarketing and the people that you meet doing that are like humans. They're regular people, but mm-hmm. they they are doing behaving like they're participating in predatory, like extremely predatory behavior. Yeah, because because that's the way that our society is set up to where they can feed their kids or feed mm-hmm. themselves or pay for rent and, and that is that is wrong like that that we're, that world that we're living in is is yeah the feel that those people are being put in that situation yeah and but i but i think that there is entire like the way that the way that you're speaking about it makes me believe in the idea that there's a way to balance these things yeah where you can survive and you and like there is a degree of like making sure that people are aware that because it's about valuing your own, like it's just we've been talking about this a bit too because you know with journalism back in the day people bought a pr- like an actual print newspaper yeah and that's how they funded their work and and if you know that to it when you think about like journalism is like a service like we should have a, an independent and free press and funded mm-hmm. press like that it, it's a service but there was a way to make that service funded easily before the digital age and and we live so much of content right now like people are just having a hard time finding ways to live and to eat in a way that is their that is their content making practice unless you're one of these like you know even because because I come at it from like digital content creators so they're like the difference between like Gary V and like another content creator is not that different because like the models have to kind of all very much be similar where they're sponsoring content their their rates are maybe higher or something like that like yeah. it's just it's it's a world it's a world of of stuff but like balancing that with things that you were talking about before like 
finding positivity and and working to like thinking about career and thinking about life management like these are things that are necessary yeah no yeah it's 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 kind of i think it's kind of hard like when you're the person behind the microphone or when you're the personality behind like you know not the personality but like kind of the heart and soul behind you know this very like helpful force yeah it's kind of hard to think about like kind of your own self-worth in the mix of that you know where it's it's because speaking from my own personal experience it just becomes your routine like Mm -hmm. you know you you talk into the microphone or for for courtney or for you know your future endeavors like you send those email blasts you you create that positive content and you put it out into the world and then you move on with your day yeah it's kind of it's it's i think that it becomes easy to forget to think about the people who are actually consuming it yeah and it can be very challenging too in this day and age when you're seeing people's avatars online as opposed to being in the same room with them yeah i think online creates so many wonderful opportunities but it is a challenge you know something that they they teach you in marketing is creating like are are you guys familiar with your customer avatar Mm mm-hmm you basically create your ideal and there's different ways if you google customer avatar or marketing magnet you'll you'll see a couple of examples of this but basically you're thinking of that one ideal customer and you get to know them like the back of your hand you know what their favorite music is uh you know what their favorite food is but you also know their deepest darkest fears and usually there's something you resonate with too so that's something that should for any, now we're kind of talking about business, but for any business owner, hell, even if it's not life coaching, even if it's like a, a food store, like you know why your food store is better than XYZ's food store, and you know what their deepest, darkest concerns are and why your product or place of business makes their life easier and better. And I think that helps when you're not face-to-face with them mm-hmm. and for you adding value to their life not just taking their money. Well, and I yeah, so I I want to kind of speak more to this and I know that we're we're kind of veering far away from like the why you came to here. <laughs> That's okay. But That's I, okay. I, it's a really interesting conversation just because like, you know, as a person like I uh do not think that the way that we that the way that what am I trying to say? I think that um I think that competition is healthy. Mm-hmm. I think that the idea that if you don't compete well enough that you can't afford to eat, I think that's wrong. And I think mm-hmm. that, I, like, I just, I, firm, I firmly believe that. I also think, though, that, like, the idea of business is not inherently bad. But if, uh, if like, if the idea that, like, businesses need to be so free that they can be... That, the thing with, like, the, it's the whole idea of, like, Real, recognizing that these there are class structures at play here that there are like very rich people that are you know doing seminars like in a way that they're trying to they are directly trying to profit off of their audience mm-hmm. and there's a difference between doing that and doing it in a local meaningful way yeah. where you are building these face to face relationships exactly like you're saying and you are investing locally and that like the idea of a local small business is very powerful and makes it really and i think that there are ways that maybe someone can grow this into a into a space that is more than just a a small market but when you're in a small market like this like the idea of of setting up a business where 
where you're paying your workers well if you have them that you're um that you're uh not being predatory to consumers or, or whatever like there are ways to do this and i i'm just i'm glad to hear that there's thought to that being done for sure um you know kind of to to bring this full circle with like how how do we how do we see the world in a positive place when so many people want our money right um there's actually in in addition to just reading more self-help books or spending time with positive people or going to seminars whatever that might be for you in addition to all of that there's actually science behind ways to be happier and one of them is something that's in our brains called our reticular activating system now this is something that because (laughs) if we our brains were to process everything that's going on in every given moment our brains would like explode i don't know if it would actually do that but it would not be able to handle all the information Mm -hmm. so it filters out most of what's going on and only allows us to process things that we deem important now based on how we spend our time our reticular activating systems are going to be different but to give a small example if you're in the market for Uh, Say you want to buy a house. You're like, okay, I'm done renting. I'm going to buy a house. You will see every for sale sign. You will see every open house sign like in Chicago. You are going to notice everyone. It's going to seem like there's 10 million more. Wow, it must must be house buying season. Well, it might be, but also you've just activated your reticular activating system. Same if you decide you want to have kids. You are going to notice every baby in Chicago when you're walking down the streets. And that's not because there are more babies. It's because you've activated your reticular activating system. Now, in the same way, if we're constantly not being intentional about how we spend our time and how we spend our self-care, it can be very easy to see this world as a deep, dark, negative place where everybody wants our money. So to your point, it can very easily seem like there are all these bad people in the world because there are. There are bad people in the world. There's also a lot of good people in the world. And I think with all of these, anybody we see out there who just seems extra positive, chances are it's not just a gene. Yeah, there might be some chemical balance or something. I don't know. But I'm also guessing they're very intentional how they spend their time, and they're more prone to seeing the good because of that. Yeah. That makes sense. So I'd love for you to talk about your exciting new project that you're that you're doing. Yeah, here. for sure. Um, so I'm finally opening myself for business. So <laughs> you if if the idea of a life coach is appealing, um, you can talk to me and I also get like some people listening might not know who I am and I would never expect anyone to just be like, yes, you changed my life in that 30 minute <laughs> podcast. Okay. Well, gosh, great. <laughs> All right, then this is, you're going to be really easy, but no, I, um, if you do want to do one-on-one coaching with me, um, I do have a couple things available. Um, but also, um, as I was saying, um, you can do a free 30 minute call with me to see if it's a good fit. Um, also like check out the Tony Rossi show podcast and see if I'm a good fit for you. Um, not to go off your point, but to something we were saying before, like when it comes to like trusting a coach to hire them, like see what content they already have. Cause not every coach is right for every person. Even if all coaches do have the best of intentions, I might not be right for them. You sure. Know? Yeah. I mean, that makes, that's just, that makes a lot of, so the thing that's really relatable to this is like, we both have had voice teachers in the past, mm. like yeah. for singing, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's a very, that, that feels like a very similar 
space where um obviously there's major differences but like the idea that no but it's I, in the same ballpark right and i don't want to i don't want to have to work with someone that is going to force their way of thinking upon me because yeah. the, everybody's different yeah yeah no like we were talking because i i really like the the voice teacher that i haven't worked with in two years <laughs> but but that i could go back to if i wanted to yeah um but and so Daniel was talking about, he was like, oh, well, yeah, I'm thinking about taking voice lessons. I was like, oh, you gotta go to my voice teacher. And he was like, I don't think that her, I don't think it would work for me. And and so just the idea of like, yeah, absolutely. Like, do your due diligence. Like, check out what they're, check out what, you know, people, if they're interested in working with you, should definitely check out the stuff that you're putting out. Yeah. And in addition to that, I'm also going to start very soon a bi-monthly um, member. It's going to take pace uh, bi-monthly, but it's going to be, instead of doing one-on-one with me, that might be a little too intimate for you. Um, but we'll do um, bi-monthly phone calls where everybody who is paying for the monthly membership um, will get to jump on the line twice a month and and people will get their turn to speak. But you also get to hear other people. And it's all going to be over the phone, so you don't have to fix your hair. You don't have to do anything nice. You just jump on the call, and it's amazing how hearing... And I've benefited from this from being in Courtney's programs, um, being on some of her calls. You hear stuff what other people are going through. It might have nothing to do with what you're going through, and yet there's still takeaways from it. And then maybe it is something you're going through, and it's like, oh my god. I thought I was the only one who thought that way. So I really hope that either the one-on-one coaching or the monthly... I'm actually more excited about the monthly calls, even though that's not going to cost as much money. Like <laughs> I, I, I'm really excited about like building a community of people and, and just helping each other out. As people who have built a community... Having a community is really fun. Oh my god! Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, think of the Chicago arts community. Yeah. Like, think of all the people who tune into your podcast. Like, it's it's we we have a and we'll talk about this more later. But like, we have a Facebook group called Sounding Board that is just like I think it's up to like two hundred seventy people. But it's just like people who who listen to the show who or like you know appreciate the the magazine. And we all just like talk about what's going on in our lives. We share yeah. articles. We we you know share pieces of what happened in our day. And yeah. people will be like, "That's super fucked up," or like, <laughs> "Oh my god, I'm so proud of you! Congratulations!" And it's it's like it's so like I'm like very excited for you to build that community of people who are like it's just very gratifying to yeah, like know that cool. you've built a community thank you so thank I'm, you it's just, i gotta check out sounding board yeah you gotta join sounding board yeah, everyone yeah, yeah, yeah. should join sounding board it's great and what i love about it is you know sometimes we think of like uh, other communities that have been built and they have like one or two hundred thousand people but 270 that's nice and more it's the groups really... that that have a hundred thousand i mean props to the person running that group and to yeah. whatever program they have going on but i love the more intimate one so i'm excited to check yeah. that out no it's it like yeah i mean if like wouldn't it be wild if if you know people were clamoring to join sounding board but like i'm pretty happy with you know having that that manageable number i feel like it's gonna keep growing is the only thing and i the thing that here's the thing that (laughs) yeah well then get while the getting's good (laughs) get in before it's shitty (laughs) here's the thing i really truly believe in um you know we the work that we've done um we found ways that like doing it 
uh, with our small audience is meaningful to the people that are listening into us and to the people that are participating in interviews and things like that. Um, you know, we, we prioritize having people back on and stuff like that. I think that there are ways to scale practices to where it, you don't have to lose that intimacy. I mean, maybe I'm wrong and we'll sell out in a year and, you know, I'll have a yacht and I don't know. But like this is scuppy on a yacht. Yeah, right, right, right. But I, I do I do believe that there is um, there is a way to build something truly like organic and not you know what I mean? Yeah, I, for sure. I, I community building is really rad. And I, I love this idea, this idea of like it. Is that a frequent thing that kind of like life coach type work does is the group chat thing? Or I've been in other groups. Again, I keep plugging Courtney. And for the record, like I still plan on staying in Courtney's group being now being a new coach myself. Mm-hmm. Like I'm still like I need I gosh i still need help how again how am i going to take care of other people if i don't take care of myself but yeah um i i know courtney does calls once a month um if anybody's interested in her work and then i'm also a as of like yesterday um or maybe a month ago or so um a member of a group called breathe university which is run by a motivational speaker eric thomas if anybody wants to google him he's got some motivational in your face videos um his calls are every week um, I kind of like that idea. I want to start bi-monthly like every sure. other week just to make sure that I can stay sane between running my own business, acting, and going to day jobs. Yeah. But I, I, I but yeah, uh, monthly phone calls are, are a thing for certain groups, yeah. That makes a lot of sense to me. The way that you're thinking about doing it personally, but also like that is that seems like a really powerful and like fruitful. Are they usually like... 10 people 20 people like how? it depends on the group so like courtney's group i think there's 20 something members in my big yeah. year um breathe university there's thousands um so there's that and then wow. there was a uh a coach named dallas travers who was a business career coach for actors she's recently switched gears into helping other entrepreneurs and coaches um in that field but she had a monthly membership cro- program called the thriving artist circle i want to say that had maybe a thousand members or so but the people who jumped on the calls like you applied to be a speaker on her one like give me some help coaching calls Wow. so it really depends to i don't know if that answered your question but it really no, depends on the group it's not i'm definitely not like looking for this is mostly just we we're a little over but that's well, okay that's great I, i'm kind of I, half shooting the shit because no, i'm curious I, about it yeah i really like the idea of like of the phone call versus mm-hmm. like you know everybody meet at this coffee shop and sit around in a circle not not just for the um like you know the casual aspect of it of like oh i don't you know i don't have to put makeup on i don't have to do my hair you know yeah. but i also like it in kind of the come as you are yeah mentality because yeah. like if you're really if you're really in the shit, like if you're really having a, a bad day and like it's a matter of like I can't get out of bed, yeah. like you can still get on that phone call. For sure, for sure. That's yeah. huge. And I think a lot of us can relate to, especially whether it's just laziness or whether it's exhaustion from all the cool creative things we do. <laughs> Not all of us want to leave the house sometimes. Sometimes yeah. we just want to sit and chill. And well, I'm very much a person of trying to get out of the house as much as possible, especially when, you know, doing uh, my own stuff. And as I know you can relate to, 
just getting stuck in the house all day like i love getting out but that's that's not for everyone so yeah yeah, making it easier and still achieving your goal of helping is is really key i think yeah i've been surprised at how much i like like i was mentioning i don't want to be the fittest person or anything i've started Uh running but like the main thing is just like how nice it is to just be in a place where no one needs me for a period like i've set a period of time where like i know i'm not talking to anybody else this is just my time this is just for me doing something for me even though it's like hard and my knees are all fucked up like (laughs) you know what i love about people who like exercise outdoors and i'm I'm a workout from home person but during up until literally three days ago i was not able to do any of my workouts from home due to my Mm. asthma and confusion with my medications i would ride my bike because that was like the one thing i knew i could do along the trail and just seeing like all the different people who are also up at eight in the morning doing the same thing like yeah there were some people who ripped but a lot of people like weren't or were just starting out or were just walking and i'm like it just kind of took my mind off myself and my problems i'm like huh i wonder what what their story is and i, I do what they go the through. chicago park system because it's so impressive i think it, it's very easy to be called by it and i do uh-huh. love that it's not just i mean there are beautiful people but it's not just beautiful people like yeah. i think that you need to you need to see yourself in <laughs> you need to see <laughs> not that i'm like the, the ugliest duckling on the beach or something like that <laughs> yeah. but like well, that's what's great about us having a podcast right it's like yeah, no yeah, one has exactly. to look in <laughs> hell yeah um <laughs> Cool. Well, yeah, we want a little over it. Not too much. Um, the last thing we do with all of our guests is a one-minute plug for anything they have upcoming. Sometimes that's like letting people know where they can find your podcast mm-hmm. or where they can keep in touch about um, finding out about any upcoming uh projects that you're working on um otherwise we love hearing uh any uh shout outs to other folks that are doing dope work or any media that you're consuming self-care or otherwise uh movies tv shows music books stuff like that yeah for sure so while my coaching programs will be announced uh very very soon um the way to stay up to date with me is you can follow my blog it's tonyinchicago.wordpress.com uh there's a new post every thursday i'll be honest lately it's just been hey here's a link to my podcast because i've been putting more time into that uh but yeah i would love for you to check out my podcast the tony rossi show um sometimes it's just me other times we have guests we've had robin coffin on who's an actor in chicago um as well as heather hyatt who uh runs a program called the magnetic actor so you can check those out um otherwise um my actor websites uh www.tony-rossi.com and uh you can follow me on instagram tony.rossi or twitter at underscore tony rossi as far as content from other people i i am a huge podcast and audiobook listener um listener yeah i uh you can get so much done while you're consuming like audio and that's one of the reasons i started my podcast but I'm a big fan of audiobooks. I've been listening to The Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins right now. Um, if any of you are looking for health information, there's a great book called How to Make Disease Disappear. It's one of those kind of corny titles, but it has really deep and awesome stuff. I'm also reading Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. I'm listening to all of those on Audible. And shameless plug, Audible sponsors my podcast, so if anybody wants to get a book for free through me, you can go to www.audibletrial.com slash Tony Rossi Show. Uh, my name is Tony with a Y, not an I, and uh, you can sign up for a free book from there. Um, so yeah, that's what I got. 
Cool. Well, thank you all so much for listening. I've been Daniel Johansson. I continue to be Maureen Smith. If you want to keep up with what we are up to, there are so many ways you can do that. The first is to head over to scopymag.com. That's our website. We post all of our podcast episodes and articles there. Um, you can also find us on social media, on Facebook. We have a Facebook page called Scopy Magazine. We also have a Facebook group that we mentioned before that we love and adore called Sounding Board. Um, it's a great space where we just talk about local arts, local politics, uh, cat videos. We talk a little bit about astrology, a lot about astrology. Um, a lot about astrology. It's fun. And if you can't find it, shoot either Maureen or I a Facebook message or the Facebook page and we'll get you in there. Uh, otherwise, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr under Scopy Mag, spelled the same way as the website. Otherwise, and you can also find the podcast, the one that you're listening to right now, Scopy Radio, under Podcast Places, under Scopy Radio. <laughs> like iTunes Podcasts, Google Play, and Radio Public. Hey, you're a step ahead of me. I didn't mention before, I'm just on iTunes at the moment, but for anybody who wants to listen to mine, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be exploring the other things. But anyway, sorry to cut you off. No, no yeah, kudos for you to having it on uh, other platforms. Yeah. Well, and I'm here to talk about the importance of subscribing. If you head to our website, scopymag.com, and go to our subscribe page, there are a couple ways that you can do that. The first is to sign up for email blasts. This will let you know every time we post something. And that is hugely important because even though we post across social media platforms, Facebook eats our shit. So if you want to see 100% of what we're posting and not just 30% of it, I recommend signing up for those email blasts. The second thing you can do is you can become a member. For as little as $5 a month, you can help us keep the lights on and also pay our fucking artists. Uh, There are different benefits to different membership levels and if you're interested in advertising opportunities please feel free oh my god please feel free to reach out to us at (laughs) scopymag at gmail.com so give a little give a lot and if you can't give then listen participate and share cool thanks again so much for listening go out and make something yep